Radical, episode 206. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents. I'm your host, Shane Hazel. Thank you guys for being here. It is uh, Monday morning. It is uh, the 4th of April. Uh, be safe out there, everybody who's headed down to Miami this week uh, for the Bitcoin uh, conference. It's going to be, I think, probably 30,000 plus people down in Miami Beach uh, getting together, talk, work, network, you name it, man, about Bitcoin. Uh, I haven't decided quite yet if I'm I'm headed that way. Uh, I might towards the end of the week. Uh, just kind of depends on schedule. So if you're down there and you're going to be down there, um, I will uh, I'll let you guys know if I'm going to be around. Maybe we can meet up uh, in person, grab some I don't know drinks or whatever down there, and uh, and have a good time talking about Bitcoin in the future, man. Um, to catch you guys up, I'm not going to do the uh, the the series uh, four and five this week. I kind of need a break. Those things, uh, this they take a little while. Um, when you're doing narrating, you want to get it, you know, just right for the uh, the writer, right? Like you you want to make sure that you get everything right. And you guys, I I don't think you understand like uh, sometimes how uh, dyslexic my mind can be. And sometimes when you're reading another person's words. A lot of times it doesn't flow in your mind until you get through it or through a thought, you know, like it, you know, like it should. So um, at any rate, I think, you know, probably just needed a break this week, catch up on some current events, some things that uh, are, are happening in the background, like oh, just just life in general. But we will finish up the series probably um, next week. And I think the week after that, I'm planning to resume uh, the the live shows this week uh, not quite live yet um, kind of again doing some stuff in the background uh, you know just really being able to return to a chair to be able to sit uh, a lot of you guys know I had back surgery um, a little coming up on four weeks this Thursday so um, I'm getting to the point where I'm feeling pretty pretty darn good and I'll tell you I'm I mean if you guys are interested in uh, something you're in the Atlanta area, you had back issues for a long time. Let me tell you, the guys down at Ortho Sport and Spine in Atlanta, now that I'm through my treatments, are amazing. Maybe you should talk about this for just half a second because um, I planned on doing kind of a short show. It is early on Monday morning, um, but I know this plagues a lot of people. I know it plagues a lot of dudes, especially. Um, you know, not being a woman, I don't know. I know you guys have. Uh, some hip problems sometimes after you know giving birth. Uh, you you might have lower back problems. You might have middle. I don't know. Um, but the guys down at Ortho Sport and Spine, uh, Doctor uh, Mark Rush, uh, Mark Flood was the uh, the doctor that did uh, the the work on my back. Absolutely uh, great guys, great staff. Uh, extremely extremely good at what they do. And I mean, I got to, my hats off to them. They've they've given me. Hopefully, it's uh, this new lease on life. Not to be an idiot with it, but at the same time, uh, to be able to to not, you know, kind of go through life at eighty percent. You know, like I, I'm kind of one of those hundred and ten percent people. Um, so if I can be at a hundred percent with, you know, a little bit of surgery, that's I'm going to take it. Like it's it's a it's a noticeable increase in quality of life and everything else. So. Um, just a big thank you to those guys. Not sponsored by them or anything else. Again, you know, nothing going on in terms of uh, you know a, a deal to to mention them. But I did want to take that second. Um, this weekend, I got to spend uh, time with my kids and kind of hang out and and think about some things going forward. Um, I got to tell you guys, like I, I I'm a little burnt out on 
a lot of the stupidity in the world. Like I am, I'm, I'm, I'm super burnout. My kids are, you know, uh, 10, eight and seven. And there's a lot of me that just feels like, you know, the, the attention that I give to the political scene, the attention that I give, uh, to what's going on in the world out there when I'm just trying to be independent, uh, kind of takes away from, you know, me working to be independent, uh, and, and honestly teaching my children, teaching my family, uh, doing, you know, for my family. And so I, I got to tell you, you know, there, there's, there's a certain part of me that's, that's got this rift right now. And, you know, I, I want to be extremely, um, you know, apparent with you guys, like transparent. This, this is, this got to be, you know, one of those things that, I am, I'm, I think I'm struggling with in the background as times get crazier and crazier, like to be with them, uh, 24 seven this weekend and to, to really, I mean, to, to hang out and have fun. Like I work, man, I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, and I know there's probably a ton of you guys out there that, that do a, just work, 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 work. Like even when you're not quote unquote working, you're working. Like that's, that's the thing about passions in life, right? Like if you're into homesteading, uh, if you're into podcasting, if you're into politics, those th- three things, you know, um, I think I maybe have, you know, one too many passions, right? And, uh, I got to tell you guys, like I love podcasting. I do. I love, you know, bringing information to you guys. I, I love giving you guys uh, a take that you guys find valuable, that you find you know you know, worth your time in terms of sharing, whether you're supporting the show as a patron or or whatever. But there is you know a, a very finite amount of time that I get with these young little me's out there, and they're I mean they're so they're so much fun. So I mean to to be able to to hang out and to have a good time and to kind of you know do some things where you know mom's not around and just kind of you know, be the dad that's total, where you have total focus. It is, it's, it's incredible, right? It doesn't happen that often because, you know, we kind of live where we want to live, where we want to retire. And we don't like, you know, we don't have that urge to, to run off to beaches or mountains or lakes. Like we kind of live in a, in an area with, all those things, and not the beaches, but um, you know, we live in a place where, which is a lot of places where people go to vacation, right? Like the North Georgia Mountains are a, a destination. So we don't travel a ton outside of business, and since COVID, I really don't travel a heck of a lot. So the idea that we're all here, the fact that we've got a you know a generational household, there's always other people around. It kind of wasn't like that this weekend. It was quiet. It was me and the kids. Um, and we just had a great time. I mean, we, we, we sat down, we played some video games together, um, and had a absolute blast, ran around town, uh, knocked out some, uh, some chores and everything else. And I mean, just really had a great time. And I, there's something that's just pulling me more and more in that direction, uh, as, as now, you know, these kids are you know, keeping up, you know, like it's, it's one of those things where as a dad, you know, at first you're like, man, that's going to be so much fun to teach these guys how to, you know, go out and, and hike and hunt and, uh, do all sorts of, you know, I don't know, really just, just life skills, like how to, how to grow a garden, how to raise chickens, how to, 
uh, put in food plots. Like I know this isn't this isn't what everybody does with their kids, but like this is this is one of the things that I love doing with kids because it's passing down a skill set that makes them independent. And it's really, I mean, when you watch their eyes light up about you know cultivating, about fertilizing, about you know reaping crops, different seasons, about being able to sustain yourself, being able to you know provide you know heat and everything else. And then at the same time to take, you know, recreation and solace and be able to take them out into the woods. Like this is one thing I, I love doing with my kids. I like taking them, taking them out, whether it's deer hunting or turkey hunting or just for a hike where we will go and sit and we'll just be quiet. We'll just sit in nature and unplug for an hour. I mean... I don't know how, I don't know that a lot of people understand just, you know, how damn valuable that is, not only for you, but for them as well. To, to, in this world where they've got gadgets everywhere, I mean, whether it's TV, whether it's like a iPhone or a um, tablet or, or whatever it is, whatever connection they have to um, the internet, removing all of that. And, Finding happiness in the solace between your ears, that that pause, that mindset, you know, that you can be by yourself in the middle of nowhere and be absolutely blissful. Not kind of like okay, not like thinking about anything else, like literally bliss. Having the, the sun shine down on your face absorbing all that just amazing you know natural sound that's around you the birds the the squirrels whatever is going on and if you're lucky and you live in a place like where I live and it's turkey season you'll hear turkey just you know and it's just it's amazing to have them interact back and forth whether it's turkey or owl or deer or bear or whatever it is it's i mean it is one of the those gifts that when they get it and they understand it, it is absolutely one of those things I think they're going to take with them the rest of their life and it's going to make them healthier because it's going to give them something to compare the chaos to. That's super important in this day and age. Like These are, these are kind of shows like, you know, I've, I've kind of got some stuff planned and, and sitting here in front of me on the screen, but, you know, as I, as I lead into it and I talk to it, it's a lot of the stuff that I just need to get out. Now, um... I want to, I kind of want to wrap that section up and just say, you know, like, I don't know, like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to continue to do podcasting. Um, I know I'm going to talk about tons and tons of Bitcoin stuff, guys. Like, I hope you're enjoying it I, I, from the sounds of it and from the, the emails and the social media, you guys are absolutely on board with learning more and more and more about that. Uh, I've got plans to have guys in the studio soon and, you know, I'm still, Still working on on that, you know, in the background. We started doing some other things in here. And I was like, ah, you know, I'm not really digging the way I initially thought. So I'm gonna tweak some things. And I, I, I hope you do that in your own life. I hope you, you know, if if you're not happy with something, fucking change it. Like just, you know, if I don't care whether it's a, a studio or your office or your chair or whatever it is, if something makes you just really pissed off or angry, or it's just not quite the way you want it, take the time and make it right. 
take the time and make it the way you want it. You'll look forward to it in the beginning of the day, right? Like if, if you can make the world around you, your little environment suit you just a little bit better, if it just needs to be tweaked a little bit or completely revamped, man, put in the, put in the effort, put in that time, put in, you know, whatever you have to, to kind of, to change that, right? That, that, that idea that you can change what you're doing. I don't care if it's a podcast, your, your office, like take the time to change it. Maybe even a career, right? Like I got to tell you guys, like I, I can't wait to tell you guys about where I'm going and what I'm working on like this. Oh man, there's so much stuff. And, and maybe that's probably, you know, maybe the part where I have been a little disjointed, um, in, in podcasting, right? Like trying to make everybody, you know, I say everybody trying to make everything happen, everything that I want to do. Like I just, I don't have the bandwidth. I don't. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'll find it. Maybe, um, with, you know, where we're going with expanding, like I, maybe I'll find the people to work on those things. Maybe it's just going to be completely different. I have no idea, but I'm going to tell you right now, like things are changing and they're changing super fast. Now I'm going to dive into some of the, the political stuff here for a few minutes. Um, and like I said, probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but, um, first thing I wanted to talk about, uh, this morning, Tulsi uh, is uh, Tulsi Gabbard is trending. Uh, Congresswoman, obviously out of Hawaii, um, she, you know, there are some things she gets really right, and there are some things she just absolutely uh, blows out of her ass. And like, I'm just, I, this is one of those where she's starting down the right path, and as a quote unquote Democrat, to get this you know, moving down the path, I think it's really kind of neat. I think it's kind of cool to see Tulsi, you know, evolving. And I got to say, you know, I think there's a lot of the, uh, the libertarians that are reaching out that are sharing with her. Uh, there are, you know, especially from the Mises caucus, like I'm, I'm going to tell you guys right now, the, the Mises caucus and what's about to happen in Reno, the, the Prags are freaking out. And I'll tell you right now, I've had Prague say stuff to me lately that they can't take back ever. And I'm, I'm going to, maybe I should lead with this. I am absolutely sick to death of these spoiled, petulant children that accuse people in the fucking Mises caucus of being alt-right, of being racist and bigots and all that kind of stuff. God, I can't fucking wait for those guys to abandon everything in the Libertarian Party. I really can't. The LNC, the Twitter account that's that's an employee of the LNC that only shares kind of like some of the lukewarm messaging from other members of the LP. They don't share anything from the fucking Mises caucus. Man, they don't they don't they're not about it. The parts of the LNC, the, the Libertarian National Committee, absolutely corrupt. In May, it, at Reno, at our national convention, the Mises Caucus is going to take over. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, there are a lot of people that are flipping out about that. They are losing their shit. And hats off to Michael Heiss and the rest of the Mises Caucus, man. It has been an absolute battle. The fact, the the amount of hours and organization that's been put in 
to going in state by state by state by state and taking over um, by the rules. These guys have abandoned all principles in terms of the Prags. The Prags and, and, and some of their simps, man, the, the conspiracy, the theft. I mean, all of these things and still not to be called out by, you know, let's just face it, heads of parties in, 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 you know, I should say state parties, right? Like chairs. The fact that their messaging, their XCOM won't talk about this kind of stuff. I'm going to tell you right now, like I think all parties need to go the same way as all states. I think there needs to be a fucking national divorce in terms of the way everybody operates. I'm sick of it. Like I'm so I'm so tired of the national federal scene across the board. And that includes the LNC. Like I am sick of them. I can't wait until after May to see what happens with the LP at the national level being a totally different organization from the ground up. The regional reps, the members at large, the chair and the committees, man, it is going to absolutely get wrecked in May for the better. This, uh, the infighting, man, I, I, I've been blocked by more and more prags. I've had more and more prags say nasty things to me that are absolutely not true. You know, like the fact that, uh, in, 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 for example, I've had a, a chair tell me that I only do on-brand advertisement, right? Like I only do Mises Caucus for the LP. What a bunch of bullshit. What a bunch of absolute horseshit. Do you know who I've had on the show to promote them running for things like governor? There are people out there that are not part of the Mises Caucus, right? You guys know it probably better than anybody. And they have the nerve to say that. No, you're you're only about on brand, right? Like your brand. Like, well, man, that's not actually true. I have people from all over the place from the Libertarian Party on this show to talk about things especially runs. Do I favor a certain caucus? Of course I do. It's because I agree with their messaging. I agree that we're not trying to kind of like bring in this woke-ass American crowd that I can't fucking stand. Like, I am done with all that shit. I, 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 don't, I don't have time for it. I am, I, I mean, it's just, it's a waste. It is an absolute waste to have Re, like really at this point, if they're going to say shit like, you know, you're, you're completely one-sided and you're all about the Mises caucus and nothing else. What a, it, it's just, it's a lie. First and foremost, it's just a, a bald face lie. And for anybody to say that to, to guys like myself and in this Mises caucus that goes out of their way to include people. And, and honestly, go through the rules in terms of changing things, whereas the Prags are legitimate, legitimately going out of their way to conspire and steal 
and do anything that they can to discredit. Now, I have some theories about what is going to happen. I've seen, you know, some some letters out there from some from some of the LNC, and I know some of this is inside baseball for you guys, but it's worth you guys understanding if you're going to be part of an organization. There is a I, organization like Defend. I don't know. I don't the Def- Libertarian Defense Fund, whatever the hell it is. Nick Sarwak's, you know, part of this thing. Um, it's just absolute garbage. Uh, but at any rate, to to see you know things like that going around right now, what I what I'm looking at and what I see is you know them calling you know the Mises Caucus and things alt right is a it's almost like a staging event. And what you're going to see, especially from a Mises Caucus libertarian party that's dominated by, you know, people that are either Mises Caucus or have seen the way we've conducted ourselves by the bylaws and everything else, you're going to see this peel off and you're going to see, I think, a collaboration between Republicans and Democrats that are all obviously part of the system, part of the state, part of this you know, unholy alliance that is the goddamn murder cult. I think you're going to see them, and I think you're going to see the prags, the disaffected, out of out of a job prags from the Libertarian Party start to label this Libertarian Party that is going to be the Mises Caucus, that is all about peace, that's all about freedom, about consent, about liberty, your rights. Bitcoin, all of these aspects of liberty. I think you're going to start to see this murder cult that's going to be joined by the Prags start to really ratchet up the the hate and the discontent for the LP Mises Caucus that is going to be. I think they're going to call us terrorists. I think they've already started calling us alt right. I think they are. I think they are going to join forces, and this is going to be the boogeyman, like one of the major boogeymen in America. Because here's what's going to happen: there is the Mises Caucus, and there is a lot that's going on with just let's face it, inflation, debt, money problems at not only national and state, but global levels. Absolutely. The game is changing right now and they don't know what the hell to do with it. They have no idea because they can't stop Bitcoin and they really can't stop the message of the Mises caucus. They can't. There are politicians that are squirming around like just for, for instance, down here in Georgia, we're about to probably get constitutional carry because Kemp needs a big ass win. Right. And so everybody in the gold dome is on Kemp's side. The Senate and the assembly are on Kemp's side. They're going to give that guy a win so that Purdue isn't the nominee for the GOP. Now, with that said, you'll see politicians moving. You're, you're already starting to see politicians move to a more libertarian position and give libertarians some wins through the Republican Party, right? Like, I'm not going to say constitutional carry isn't a win. Like, it's a win. We're, we're headed in the right direction. The fact that we're going to start recognizing people as, you know, people and they have a right to self-defense, that's what we have to have. That's going to happen more and more and more. But where they can't concede, where they can't 
make ground where they can't throw off all of these high pressure groups that have either dirt on them or have given them tons and tons of money, you're going to see conflict. The economy based in debt dollars and fiat is going to die. And as the Bitcoiners and as the libertarians of the Mises caucus out there continue to adopt and push for decentralization that continue to push for more and more liberty that continue to out the this this murder cult for who they are you're going to see more and more of what mainstream is doing in term in terms of villainizing them in terms of separating them othering them just like the CIA man like this is this is the MO and i guarantee you watch put it on record right now the prags are going to go and help the democrats and they're going to help the republicans and they're messaging against the lp and the mises caucus and the bitcoiners and everybody else watch mark my words it's going to happen now with all that aside uh i said uh tulsi is in the news this morning she's uh she's on twitter the, the probably go through the rest of the show we're already uh, what 25 minutes in Let's um let's let's hit up Tulsi. So she's got a tweet out. It says, "When I first heard about Florida's parental rights bill, I was shocked. It only protects children K through three, third grade with a question mark. How about twelfth grade, or not at all? Meanwhile, schools are failing. One in four graduates are functionally illiterate. Parents should raise their kids, not the government. I agree with." A lot of what she's saying. Now, there's a whole video. It's about a minute, 44 seconds. I'll probably play it and interrupt a little bit. But this is Tulsi kind of taking, you know, uh, at least a step down the path um, of understanding that government shouldn't be teaching our kids, should not be raising our kids. And I absolutely agree. Obviously, um, if you're new to the show, you're welcome here. I don't care where you're from. Uh, I've said it a million times. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you look like. I don't care who you love. I don't care what God or God you don't worship. I don't care. You're welcome here. Um, and for that, we talk about people from all over the place. Tulsi is one of those people that I think has probably a pretty a pretty good heart, right? I think I think she does. Like I, I try. I see it trying to come out. Uh, well, Siri thinks I'm saying something too, but um, I think she's probably got a pretty good heart. And to kind of demonstrate where she's going, taking a step down the path, and and kind of bucking the entire Democratic Party. Because let's face it, you know the Democrats, and I think really the Republicans too, they all want to indoctrinate your kids. Period. Listen. You may have seen in the news recently, or you may be a parent who's experienced how parental rights are under attack all across the country as the government tries to usurp parents' rights and responsibility to raise their own children. Now, we should all support the parental rights and education bill that recently passed in Florida, which very simply bans government and government schools from indoctrinating woke sexual values in our schools to a captive audience. All right, I'm going to I'm going to stop right there. 
right track, right? Like we're, we're, we're like, yes, yes. Now stop there. Stop. Don't say more. Don't qualify this. Don't try to be, you know, um, one of those people that's going to make it easier, right? On the rest of these people. This is where it starts to fall apart a little bit. Government shouldn't be indoctrinating kids ever. And here's the thing is, as soon as you step into a government indoctrination camp, a youth indoctrination camp, government youth indoctrination camp, I got to get all this right. Um, the moment a kid steps into a government youth indoctrination camp, a school, right? A school. This is a, this is a Prussian institution. The moment they step into a school, they are going to be indoctrinated. They are. Absolutely. I mean, think, and let me, let me tell you the difference between how my kids start their day versus the way I started my day as a, as a kid, right? Like attendance. The first thing they do is they, you know, have an attendance policy. Mandatory attendance. And what happens if your kids aren't there? Somebody is probably getting fined, is probably getting visited, probably by the state. And then um, if you're not compliant long enough, truancy, they might throw your ass in jail. Like that's that's the first difference. So attendance, obviously, I look around, you know, in the morning. Hey, you guys up? You've made your beds, you've gotten dressed, you've had breakfast, you've done your chores. Now, maybe some school. Let's go. Next thing that happens is you have morning announcements, right? Morning announcements from the school. All the nonsense, the bake sales, the books, you know, the book drives, the all the all the state sponsored, you know, indoctrination that comes over that speaker in the morning. Ab- just tons and tons and tons of it every morning. There is a a power that you know, a power that is telling a lot of people uh, in their morning announcements, it's centralized propaganda every morning. Central, centralized propaganda, and then the next thing you do while the announcements are going is you pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And I got to tell you, like this is one of those things that you know, for me, I don't fucking do it anymore. I don't. I. I have no allegiance to this banana republic. None. It was a fucking lie. It was all a lie. This is where, this is the difference. This indoctrination every morning where you're going to stand up and say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic, right? We're not a goddamn republic anymore for which it stands. That flag does not stand for a fucking republic anymore. That flag is flown over the U.S. House. It is flown over the U.S. Senate. It is flown over the White House. It is flown over the Supreme Court. It is flown over the federal fucking reserve, which is neither federal or anything else. That flag represents the murder cult, the aristocratic combination of really elite people that have enslaved everybody else. Fuck that flag. And fuck the United States of America of the the government, right? Like the 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 murderous government cabal, the corporations, the all these fascist corporations that are in it with them. Fuck all of that. 
every goddamn morning, kids in government indoctrination camps are told that they have to stand up and, and, and pledge allegiance. They're told if they don't, you know, they're probably, you know, an outsider. Or if they have if they have that ability in some of those states not to stand up and say it, they're made to feel like they are, I don't know, somewhat different people. I think it's ridiculous. So that's the way I think I remember most mornings starting. Centralized announcements, centralized, you know, propaganda, and then your oath to this ridiculous republic that doesn't exist. Your oath to something that never really has existed. It's a lie. Yeah, no, Tulsi, I agree with you. Governments should not be indoctrinating your kids full stop. Not just because of sexuality. History is, should never be taught by a government that never was about <laughs> a government that never was. It's fiction. It's absolute fiction. And it's fiction that omits what our real history is. Our, our history in America is obviously not mainstream media. It is something that whenever you talk about it, and oh man, this is what's been driving me nuts lately. Whenever you talk about things, you know, like the Constitution being a coup, the Constitution, uh, you know, being put on by the aristocratic combination that the anti-federalists called out that were prophets about this kind of stuff. Whenever you kind of talk about that, people, especially quote unquote conservatives, will sit there and say, oh, no, no, we just need to go back to the Constitution. We just need to we just need to kick all the bums out that are are not holding up the Constitution. Sure, that's going to happen, um, right? No, no, it's 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 not. It's not going to happen now. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's never going to happen. You're never going to have a federal government that upholds the Constitution. It couldn't uphold the Constitution from the very beginning. You look at John Marshall. In you know one of the for the first Supreme Courts, when they added through uh, added to their power judicial review by decree, they didn't go through an Article Five amendment process to change the Constitution. They just said, "Hey, man, we're going to start looking at you know these these different cases that we want to look at, not that are brought before us, not where there's a you know a, a, two parties that have a." A problem, a disagreement, you know, across state lines, internationally, whatever. We're not, no, that's not, we're going to start looking at stuff that we want to look at, that we want power over and reviewing it and then look at what happens. Instead of, you know, looking at a, a specific case where it's one person is wrong by another person or claimed to be wrong by another, you know, another person, what we're looking at is just a broad application of decree from the court to the entire country. From two parties to the entire country. Not the Democrats and the Republicans. I'm talking about like you and your neighbor that live on different sides of an imaginary line. That's the that's the the jurisdiction of the Supreme Court is the two parties involved in a case. Not anybody and everybody else. That growth right away, we have been a constitutional republic from the jump. And that constitutional republic, man, that was a lie. 
It was a coup d'etat by the very powerful, the very rich, the very industrious of the late 1700s. That's why you don't teach. That's why you don't let your kids get indoctrinated by this ridiculous cult that is the government. All right, let's let Tulsi go on. Captive audience that is by law required to attend. That's the, all right, there we go. She's hitting on it again, right? Like, this is really good. We're talking about truancy. You have to, you have to make your, you have to have kids in school by government law. Well, that seems pretty damn draconian and tyrannical to me. It doesn't take that much money to, you know, I guess, school uh, your kids, to educate your kids. A lot of times, kids are going to just educate themselves, especially once you get them to the point where they can read and do a little bit of math, right? Like, most of the times, kids are just going to figure out, you know, what they want to learn about. And take it from me, like my kids, oh, the difference between my kids and me in terms of wanting to read the bullshit that was shoved down my throat in the government indoctrination systems, I hated reading it. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was some of the most boring stuff ever. Textbooks, right? Textbooks that get across, you know, these more more lies, uh, you know, in 1492, right? They, they were still teaching that in the 1980s. 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Like, God damn it. What are we going to do with this kind of stuff? What 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 kind of nonsense is that? Versus, you know, like I I I don't want to read that book. I don't want to be part of it. Like this thing looks ridiculous. It looks boring. It looks you know cheaply made and so and so piss poor quality in terms of holding the attention of a child that you have to have adults hover over them and force them to do it, to force them to regurgitate the lies. And none of it, you know, none of it goes together because it can't. It doesn't make any sense. If you try to put everything that, you know, the, 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 the government school systems in either a chronological order for history or how economies work or how money works or any of this other kind of stuff, you can't do it. That's why it doesn't make sense. That's why nobody's interested in it. When you start to, un, like, when you see a kid naturally start to understand you know a lot of natural law and why things happen like you they're never going to unsee that and the light bulb goes on you can see it in their eyes you're like oh cool that smile starts to creep across their face they're learning not only are they learning but they are linking and digesting and that just that that link that doesn't happen in government schools it doesn't But as I read the legislation, I got to tell you, I was shocked to learn that it only protects kids from kindergarten till third grade. Third grade? What about 12th grade? Or not at all? Now, government has no place in our personal lives. Your personal life is every moment you are on earth. I'm just going to like I, I, I hate that I have to say this. Your personal life, the fact that you are alive. I agree, Tulsi. They don't have any place in our lives. 
especially through force and coercion, through truancy laws. Making making kids go to a government indoctrination center has got to be one of the most damn draconian things I've ever heard of. They don't have any place in your natural lives. Government has no place in our bedrooms. Parents are the ones responsible for raising their kids and instilling in them a moral foundation, not the government. Now, the reality that we're facing in this country is our schools are failing. Nationally, 34% of students are below basic reading level in the fourth grade. 25% of high school graduates are functionally illiterate. Now, I'm confident that if our school is focused on educating our kids, teaching them the fundamentals... They I got to stop her right here. She's going to say, like, English, math, civics, and history. I'm things gonna... like English, math, science, civics, history... All right, I'm, I'm going to stop. Government schools are working exactly the way they were supposed to work, and she doesn't know that. And that's just... Hey, if anybody wants to introduce Tulsi to John Taylor Gatto, please, please do. If you haven't read John Taylor Gatto, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Go read John Taylor Gatto. If people need an out that have, and I, I don't know, I think I was talking to the, at least tweeting with the Colorado uh, LP the other day about this, right? If you if if you know somebody is primed for this kind of stuff, that is an adult that has too much pride to say they've been duped by the system, whether it's Republicans or Democrats or the fucking LP, I don't give a shit. If if they are too proud to say they've been duped, give them John Taylor Gatto. Most people, as kids, are very comfortable saying that they were duped as kids. Let's face it, right? Like everybody was duped by Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, um, the Tooth Fairy, you like everybody was duped by those fucking things. It was easy to dupe you as kids. Magic tricks, you know, Jack and Jill, two little blackbirds sitting on a hill. Like my dad duped me with that stuff when I was a kid all the time. You are very easily duped. It is very easy for somebody to sit there and say, huh, you know what? Yeah, uh, you're right. When I was taken as a child, five years old, I mean, some five-year-olds can barely talk. And thrown into a government indoctrination center until 12th grade, maybe you went on to higher education. Yeah, man, you were duped over and over and over and over. 180 days a year, they had you. For, I don't know, six to eight hours, depending on what you did. Maybe some after-school stuff. Maybe it was more. I don't know. What I'm saying is that's a long time during extremely formative years to be around strangers that are teaching them nonsense, fiction, absolutely loaded with what the government wants them to be. Drones. Little enslaved drones that take lots of shots, that go into pods, that eat bugs, that don't understand economics, that don't know how to be independent, that don't want to work, that want to depend on somebody else for their existence, that want easy lives. The, the government indoctrination courses, look around, man. They work exactly like they were supposed to.
I think that's probably why I'm so damn sick of what's going on in this country, ready to unplug from everything and just live on my mountain and wait for it all to burn. This country is full of indoctrinated people. It's not that they're idiots. It's not that they're not smart. It's not that they're not even looking. It's that when the truth is presented to them, even by people that have worked their entire lives to promote freedom, to promote rights, to promote, you know, learning, we're looked at like we are just evil, ignorant, stupid, selfish people. And it's just like, man, like at what point do you just say, no, you know what? <laughs> Have fun out there, man. Good luck. You know, I, I wish you the best in, in whatever, uh, what, whatever you want to be mad at and whatever you want to get trapped up with, you know, that's, it's based in a fiction. Good luck to you, man. Um, it's, it's all going to come unglued and you know what? It's going to be partially on you, especially for your family. If you're not, if you're not into being independent, if you're not into learning about, uh, you know, new tech, about learning about new economy, about learning about, I don't know, just how messed up the system is to begin with and, and then teaching it. Like I'd, I don't know anymore. I'm just, oh, go ahead. Be, a, be on your way, man. Like, I, I don't have time for this shit anymore. I have no time for it. I have no patience for it at all. Anyway, last little bit from Tulsi. We would see our literacy rates improve and set our young people up for success. They'll be thinking logically, thinking critically, and thinking for themselves. This is what our public schools should focus on. Ugh. Government youth indoctrination centers, Tulsi, and they should all be abolished. They should be 100% abolished, not to mention the property tax, which is glorified rent to a government that enslaves people to the government for government indoctrination camps. Fuck. I mean, Jesus Christ. What a, what a fucked up system we live in. I mean, it's, 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 it's maddening. Especially for somebody that homeschools their kids. Like, I, they're still, you know, they're going to come out to my property with a bunch of thugs and badges and cars and point guns at me and demand money from guys like me that homeschool my kids that don't want any part of that shit, who are conscientious objectors to it, threaten to take my shit, harass me, cage me, and if I resist hard enough, kill me. Because I won't support their fucking government indoctrination centers. Let them, I mean, seriously. Can I have this conversation with anybody in this county that can sit there and go, yeah, you know what, man? Um, we see that you're really not into this. And you vehemently, I mean, conscientiously, at a fundamental level, disagree with this shit. Why don't you just keep your money and put it towards educating your kids, maybe doing some charity with that. I don't know, whatever. That's not a conversation tyrants have. That's not a conversation that the sheriffs want to have. The sheriffs will sit there and say, well, there are people that will take advantage of that situation. Yeah. 
There are, are thinking, rational human beings that will take advantage of keeping their own money and their own resources and putting it towards their own kids' education. Yes, there are. There is a market for that. Thinking, rational human beings that have thrown off the indoctrination will take advantage of that, for sure. And they don't give a flying fuck about it. Not at all. Anyway, where are we at? We're at uh, 48 minutes. I'm not going to get into anything else. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on around the world. Uh, we've got a, an election coming up over in in France that I think is very interesting. Um, Le Pen is challenging uh, Macron over there and... Uh, she's, I think she's running for a third time. I think that's a super interesting story. Um, you know, I don't know that she wins, uh, right wing, left wing. It's all, you know, fascist versus, you know, communism. Uh, the, the, the push for more sanctions to go to war and, and everything with Russia. I, I think they're literally losing these, this battle. I think they're losing that battle. Uh, on on a lot of fronts right now, and, and you know maybe I'll briefly just discuss it here at the end. To to have what has happened in Ukraine continue to happen in Ukraine and Ukraine only, to have these quote unquote news organizations, these propaganda centers, pushing for escalation, where all they do is they cite man all these war crimes, right? All all of this death, this destruction, you know. And their solution to that death and destruction is greater death and destruction. You know you're not dealing with rational human beings. Any escalation in Ukraine is going to lead to more war crimes. Faster. Possibly thermonuclear war. Like, no. I think they're losing this one, man. I think there is no appetite for it. I think there is, you know, and, and maybe call your representatives and make sure that they understand no, we're not going to war. We we shouldn't be even funding those places. I put a tweet out last week, you know, what happens when Ukraine joins Russia? And it was kind of tongue-in-cheek. I don't know that Ukraine's ever going to join Russia. However, I don't think Ukraine is always going to be friendly to the United States either. And to give these people billions of dollars and people, man, oh my God, the FUD that I've been responded to, you know, like, well, you know, like it's at least it's not as much as the Taliban or at least it's not as much as Afghanistan or, you know, this isn't cutting edge, you know, equipment. Are you, you guys are fucking like those people. Oh, people drive me nuts. Sit there and say, you know, like, like it's a good thing that we're we're sitting there sending billions of dollars of extremely dangerous equipment to people that have no idea how to use it. And then at the same time, you know, you'll have the ATF, the FBI, and the rest of the, the retards with badges on talking to you about suppressors or automatic, you know, rifles, for God's sakes. Like, yeah, I don't know. This, this goddamn clown world is wearing me out. Like, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm done with it. I am. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just I sit here and I see it. And it, you know, as you see the little green lines on the screen of the matrix just falling. You just see all of this shit now. And I don't know, blessing, curse. You want to be the blue pill guy? I want to remember nothing, nothing. No, I don't want to be that guy. I want people to, to, to see 
you're not going to fix the system. You're not going to fix the United States of America. You're not going to fix the education. You're not going to fix the economy. You're not going to fix any of these things. You have to abolish them. They have to be destroyed. They have to be nullified. They have to not exist any longer, period. We can't fix this stuff. It cannot be, I don't know, revolutionized for 2022. It can't. It has to be destroyed. All of it. And I get to that point where I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how to tell you guys this. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. If we destroy the system, we're going to be okay. We're going to be better off. We're going to be freer people. We're going to have more time to ourselves, to our family. We're going to have more time to do the important things in life instead of going out and trying to earn dollars, which are being destroyed at the cyclic rate right now by just absolutely wild inflation. Like hyperinflation is here. People see it. I hope you guys are doing safe stuff with your money. I hope you're getting it out of fiat and out of the banks. Or get it out of those places. I am not a financial advisor. I can tell you what I'm doing. I'm putting a lot of that stuff in an asymmetric asset called Bitcoin. So if you guys are looking, I've got a whole series that I've started. Go back and start looking. We're going to do a lot more of that going forward. Um, but I think that's probably where I'm going to wrap it because I'm kind of going back and forth about a whole bunch of things right now. And I, there's so much on my mind. Um, I will try to do uh, a couple more shows, get you guys that makeup episode this week, uh, do early morning stuff like this. But uh, until then, I think I'm going to call it a day. I hope you guys have an awesome Monday. I hope you're fired up. I hope you're ready to get out there and kick ass and fight and show people that there's another way. There is a better way and it starts with getting rid of the tyrants until then i love you i need you peace um don't hurt people and don't take their stuff